Allen starts it out, maybe a three-on-one. Right side, Allen comes in with Kolasar, got to do it, he scores! Because one hour isn't enough, we welcome you back for hour number two of the Vegas Golden Knights Insider Show. Arvidsson looking for more, shooting, kick save! Grossois flexes out with the right pick. Now it's behind the goal, another try, another save, Grossois! Chevrolet, Fox Sports Las Vegas Studios, and live at LVSportsNetwork.com with your hosts, Darren Millard and Ryan Wallace. Things are happening here at uh, Finley North VW. Uh, yeah, we got uh, Scott, Scott, the general manager. He's, he's like the muscle here today. He's making sure <laughs> nobody gets out of line. It's awesome. And uh, Will is uh, flying through the autographs, uh, but uh, he's having conversations with everybody. He's having some fun. He's uh, throwing some uh, some chirps back and forth. You get a little of a bit of an idea what goes on during a shift in the National Hockey League as Will is, uh, is being able to, to have some fun. I just can't believe like he's got the, the gold Sharpies, the silver Sharpies, and the, the black Sharpies. So he's ready for anything that you want him to sign uh, here at Finley North VW and all kinds of food as well. If you want cookies, you want pizza, you want mac and cheese, uh, come on by. We are, uh, how would you describe the best way to get here? The best way to get here? Yeah. Um, take, take the 95 north, yeah. right? And then uh, get off on Centennial or get off on Anne, and then you just kind of carry. I got you, off on Centennial. You take Centennial yeah. up, you make a right on Azure or a left on Azure, depending on whether or not you're going north or south. And then you cross the bridge, and we're on your left-hand side. You, you can't miss us. Uh, that is the way to go right there. I wanted to get into the blue line. As last night, the, the return of Braden McNabb, Gave the Vegas School tonight six National Hockey League defensemen. Yes. They dressed seven because uh, they were short uh, one forward. Mm-hmm. So they went 11 and seven. So all seven of the National Hockey League uh, defensemen on the roster we're in the lineup last night for the Vegas Golden Knights. Dylan Coughlin played the fewest minutes, but he also played some minutes up front when Keegan Kolasar was uh, knocked out of the game and uh, left the game in the first period. Uh, so Coughlin was uh, sort of a power play specialist mm-hmm. almost and then played some, some shifts uh, up uh, on forward uh, during uh, moments where they wanted to rotate uh, him in. But uh, Coughlin's ice time was 8.46 with 2.30 of it on the power play. Yeah. So they're leaning in hard on that. Yeah. And that's why you go the 11 and the 7. Now, it worked out that he got some, some time, and he's played some right wing in, in the past. So he, he get, went up and uh, filled in a little bit there. But as far as the six defensemen that kind of went through the rotation, uh, White Cloud was 18.32. McNabb was 19.23. These are all going to sound really familiar. Petrangelo, 20.55. Mm-hmm. And then you get into... Ben Hutton at 16 minutes. Yeah. Alec Martinez, 18.56. And Shea Theodore at 19.32. One defenseman over 20 minutes, and it was by 55 seconds. Yeah. So Ryan McGill rotated those guys. And that's been different because of uh, it was top-heavy. Mm-hmm. Quite frankly, the pairings have been top-heavy because you've had American League players uh, that, that have complemented the blue line for the last little while. And the two players that I want to highlight out of the six are the guys that have just returned to the lineup. Okay. Braden McNabb and Alec Martinez. I realize White Cloud and Hutton have both returned from COVID, but uh, we're talking uh, coming uh, back from injury. McNabb was a plus two. Okay. So right away. You're, you're, you're impressed. Yeah. Played just shy 
of, of 20 minutes. That's great. Shorthanded, a buck 17. Perfect on the penalty kill. Had a shot. Doled out four hits and blocked three shots. I'll go there. Four hits, mm-hmm. three blocked shots. Yeah. And then you have Martinez. Just short of 19 minutes. And I, I, it's, it's hard for me to appreciate another player more than I appreciate <laughs> Alec Martinez. Sure, yeah. Warrior status. Yeah. Didn't have a shot on goal, but blocked four shots. Uh-huh. Vegas as a team blocked 14 shots last night. Yeah. Half of them yeah. were by Braden McNabb <laughs> and Alec Martinez. Yeah. So all the numbers that I just gave you are all really good and really impressive. From the balanced ice time from the six defensemen to the minutes that uh, two players in their first and second game back from extended absences, uh, from the physical side uh, from Braden McNabb, and then you get into the block shots, mm-hmm. which is kind of a bit of a staple uh, of this team. Certainly with Martinez and McNabb, seven block shots between the two of them. That is half the team's total. Only one other player had more than uh, than one, and that was Alex Petrangelo. Bales just singles. Those two. That there you are. In a nutshell. Why did they? Why were they able to limit uh, the Seattle Kraken to 23 shots? Well, they were better in their own zone. They were much uh, more consistent on their breakouts and their mm-hmm. zone exits because yep. they had six guys been through it, done that. And even though McNabb hadn't played in a while and uh, admitted that it was a, a process going through the day and getting back in the lineup, and uh, it was the second game back for Alec Martinez in four months, you saw that that team had a presence back there, and then they, that uh, defensive core blocked nine of the 14 shots it, it was just really impressive as a whole but those two players in particular uh took it up a notch yeah i mean you, they're they're the backbone right like the, when you talk about this team defensively and and we we all talk about alex petrangelo and shea theodore for the offensive skill that they bring to the blue line for the vegas golden knights but when you when you look at this team defensively and when you look at what or who has to be on the ice in those key moments when you are trying to protect the lead it's usually going to be Braden McNabb and Alec Martinez. And, and you miss leadership, you miss intangibles, but you miss those block shots because, you know, there's, there's, a, there's an art form to being able to get in front of a puck and, and just doing that in such a predictable way that it doesn't end up fooling your goaltender, it doesn't end up leaking through, it doesn't end up in a situation where it's un, unfortunate or a bounce goes against you. Alec Martinez... Can I throw in one more? Go ahead. Hurting you. That's true. It's a good point. That's a good point because There's an art form to not, yeah, get allowing the puck to hurt you. No, you're and, and a lot of times it still hurts you. Yeah, you're absolutely right. But and then there's the willingness, right? The yeah. willingness to go there, the willingness to do it, and you know, for Alec Martinez, 53 games, a long, long road back, but to see him as dialed in blocking shots as as he is, just two games back after a, a big time injury, uh, it 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 uplifts your entire team. We are at Finley North VW. Will Carrier just signed an autograph uh, for a fan, and mm-hmm. she was jumping up and down. Yes. The most excited person in the world, and I love it. Yeah. I think it's so cool. That's great. So there's a puck, there's an autograph, there's a jersey, another one's on. Oh, now he gets a picture yeah. thrown in. It's like four for one. You with seem Will, jealous. With Will here. I am. Like, nobody's stopping by our booth. Well, we're but, also uh, on the air. That's true. Yeah, that, that's what we should chalk it up to, right? Well, I, I mean, 
I think that a lot of people are walking by and they don't want to just assume that we can talk to them mm. because we've got these headphones on. I don't face. mind talking to people. I'm a, I'm a man of the I people. know you just were talking to Will when he walked up here. That was more him. That's a good point. Uh, he was he was scrolling through scrolling through my computer. Yeah, he was looking at because uh, I've got the stats of the game summary up from <laughs> from last night. Yeah. So talked about Jack Eichel in in hour number one, mm-hmm. and how on his game he is. Yep. And his patience with the puck mm-hmm. supersedes his speed. And what I mean by that is is he can skate as fast as anybody out there on the edge. Uh, maybe Chandler Stevenson. But his, his acceleration is explosive and world-class. Mm-hmm. But what he uses to, to the full benefit is the change of speed. And one of the, one of the great uh, learning experiences that Connor McDavid has gone through in his professional career yeah. has been not doing everything at 100% max out speed if you can go at 85 percent and then turn it on that 15 you're a much more dangerous player than you are going a hundred percent all the time yeah you've got that extra gear to dial in uh and but jack does it differently he slows everything down way more than i thought he did Mm mm-hmm Got that wide stance, uh, pushes back and forth almost like a, like a, a skier out there, uh, and and he brings everybody to him, and then he turns it on. Most most guys turn it on and then have to make a play. Mm-hmm. He he does he draws you in, and that's what uh, has been really impressive with what he's been able to do as he gets better and better and more comfortable uh, with with his game. So last night again over twenty minutes. He had the, the five shots on goal. But here's the most encouraging part about Jack Eichel's game, as we have 13 games remaining mm-hmm. uh, in the National Hockey League season, is he was 3-1 and one in face-offs. He was 75% in face-offs. Well, that's good. Mm-hmm. That's encouraging. But it's even more encouraging because we haven't seen him take a lot of face-offs lately. Right. Since he got uh, the puck in, in the hand. We haven't seen a lot of that. So... For him to be stepping in there, it didn't take a lot. Right. Four face-offs in a game for a centerman is not a lot. No. And uh, he probably, t- I, I don't think he was the primary centerman in any of those draws. Stepped in uh, when, when uh, uh, Chandler Stevenson would, would get uh, tossed out of, of the draw. So, but he's able to step in. It wasn't somebody else stepping in and, and taking that draw. And that's a great sign of him getting better and more comfortable and healthier from where he was even a week ago. So look for that to continue here in in the next couple of games against Seattle and Vancouver. You know, you're right. Getting Jack to to a point where he's able to do it, where where as a couple of games ago, he just he was not going to take a face-off. He just didn't seem able to do it. Um, That's obviously improvement. Now, the, the idea of playing with tempo, right of, of switching your speed and switching your tempo and the idea that jack is able to lure people in before turning it on how much of that has to do with his stride and ability to generate so much force and generate that top flight speed without really having to take big everything. strides everything or else or else you wouldn't be able to do it like yeah. you, you would be vulnerable 
You'd be a sitting duck. Because he, he, he has the ability to go from flat-footed to buy you. Yeah. In, it, 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 without, without striding. It's, without, it's, without taking a stride. That, that, that's the, he, he doesn't, it looks like he's gliding, yeah. but he's not. Because right. he's pushing on the, uh, on the outside of his edge with that huge wide stance. Yeah. I, I, don't, I don't think I've ever seen somebody skate like him before. <laughs> I, I, would, I would tend to agree with you. And, and he's upright. And, and, it's, and it's funny because, again, like you, you start to understand just how fast he is. But then when you watch him, and you're, you're kind of lulled into, even as you watch him, he's not moving that fast. He's not moving that fast. And then all of a sudden, he's by that opponent. He's by that player. He's got himself a partial breakaway because that's just how he skates. And, and the more you watch him and the more you get used to it and the more you understand it, you start to realize when defensemen that are trying to defend Jack Eichel are in trouble, and it happens in a lot of the ways we talk about with Connor McDavid. They're in trouble before they even re- realize it mm-hmm. because he's just got that ability to blow by you and in, in, in the ability to, to use that edge work and, and really do uh, some amazing things playing with the tempo and playing with his speed. Uh, he took two draws against Chicago. Took four last night. So improved it. I, want to, I just want to check how many face-offs he took against Nashville. Just really curious about, about the, how much more... He's stepping into the face-off, and and this, it's the the one area where I can really dial in and see how much healthier, how much better that that hand is is feeling. And shots don't necessarily give you the the full uh, workout. So he didn't take any against Nashville. Mm-hmm. So Nashville zero. Next game two. Last night four. Better, yeah. better, and Get better. In there. Uh, didn't he still had five shots against Nashville? He's shooting the puck. Uh, uh, that's an instinct. Uh, you, you go through that. You're not going to necessarily pass up a, uh, an opportunity to get the puck on the net. But faceoffs, leaning in, and I don't know what part of the uh, the injury caused him not to take any faceoffs. But uh, but that data is right there. That that's a huge positive and bit of encouragement uh, from Jack Eichel's point of view, and the fact that he's over five shots almost regularly now mm-hmm. is is also good he's there's there's been a couple of where i know the goaltender's just been flat out lucky yeah uh where where it's gone off a, a shoulder or an elbow and he's he's headed for one of those big nights i, I really do feel that it, it does feel like it's coming and and it feels like it's coming mainly because uh, he's he's in and around everything yeah. right like he's in and around everything and there are there are, you know, we talked about the, the toe drag around, uh, around Adam Larson and then trying to go against the grain on Chris Dreger yesterday. That was a big-time save from Dreger, oh, yeah. but he was leaning. He yeah. was leaning. Like, like if, if Jack's able to hold on for just a half a second longer, that's in the back of the net. We're talking about one of those next-level plays that only Jack Eichel can make, and that's the reality of the situation. He's, he is a half-second off from having one of those Jack Eichel statement type of games. Let's get into our game rating. Last night's performance with a 3 nothing shutout of the Seattle Kraken. You see what I do that time with the pepper? You see what I do with the pepper? The people, the people, they want the pepper, all right? They want the pepper. Game rating brought to you by Nova Home Loans. Uh, let's get into it, Chapman. Well, I will go with a Carolina Reaper uh, first career shutout in the NHL for Logan Thompson. I thought he was really good all game long, especially early on. Uh, you get the the goal from Shea Theodore right out of the box. I thought Ron Bierg with a great pass on that play. 
And you, it was a game you absolutely needed to win. The, the Kraken tried to grind it out, and they tried to wear, you know, basically bore you with the way that, that, that they were playing. But the Golden Knights withstood it. And look, it was an absolute must-win game. They get the big-time performance by Logan Thompson. I don't know how I go anything else other than Carolina Reaper. Wallace? Yeah, it's Carolina Reaper. Um, it's five out of five. The Golden Knights are on a three-game win streak. We, we've talked about what this team needs to do down the stretch. Um, every time you're banking two points, you're getting a five out of five from me. I have completely abandoned the process, and that is what you're going to get. Every single result is going to dictate it. Uh, but then you've got the great storylines, as Chapman mentioned. You've got first career shutout for Logan Thompson, who I thought was great in the first 10 minutes. And then the Golden Knights defensively put on a clinic over the final two periods of the game. And you get some big-time contributions. Shea Theodore, disgusting, disgusting goal. And, and then, you know, Jonathan Marsh is all kind of continuing to put this team on his back. So five out of five, Carolina Reaper. Um, and it's, it's not particularly close. How does it feel to just throw the process overboard? Oh, you, you wait and see, buddy. You wait and see because there's going to be a game where the Golden Knights are flat out better than their opposition and they're not going to get the result and it's going to give you a bell pepper and I, I'm going to feel free. I'm going to feel mm. free because I don't have to make any type of bold proclamations and I don't have to really push the, the, the reasoning behind it because two points is two points. That's all that matters here. So you're uh, either a one or a five the rest of the way. That's what it's looking like, yeah. Hmm. Uh, I'm going to... Uh, Ghost Pepper, whatever the, the Carolina Reaper, Carolina Reaper uh, five out of five. You really don't know your peppers. I really don't know my peppers. Uh, <laughs> five out of five. Uh, just, the shutout is is great. It's funny you can give up a goal and still get a shutout. Well, yeah, but it's not really a goal. It was outside. I, I know it's kind of just weird. Well, there have been a couple of games where Logan Thompson's given up a goal that it hasn't. It's been erased by something else that's happened. It's been uh, positive. They they had everything going, and I. With getting rid of the road narrative, let's see what happens. They've won three in a row now. Mm -hmm. And think what, like, they'd be in dire straits without these three wins. Uh, and they've managed to, to hold on and keep it going in the right direction. What I love best about last night is they got the goaltending performance in, in the first period. But they didn't let the L.A. Kings loss against Seattle the other night and the comeback against Chicago go to waste. They they capitalized on those two beneficial results. Mm -hmm. yep. And they they pushed it forward and accelerated it. That was massive. Momentum, confidence, swagger, uh, just feeling uh, at one with the world. I don't care what you call it. But it's, it's good for the Golden Knights right now. And three wins in a row uh, may not be the longest winning streak in franchise history, but it feels like a 10-gamer right now. Oh, yeah. I mean, you can't – you, you got to build, right? And, and I think that's been the big key for the Vegas Golden Knights ever since the, the five-game road trip where they just could not put it together. They could not get the points. Uh, you had to build. You had to build. You had to build. And you had to create positive – pockets of momentum they were able to do it before going back on the road and now that you've got that road win under your belt now that you've got three in a row now that you're looking at uh, another game against the seattle kraken feeling pretty confident against that particularly that particular team um you can't win four straight without winning three straight and the golden knights were able to check that box now it's on to the next one just looking at the this young fellow getting uh, an autograph from will carrier and he just uh -huh. uh, posed for a picture yeah i think 
I'm seeing right now what William Carlson looked like as a youngster. I can't. I can't see. Tell, tell me whether or not you're seeing what I'm seeing. All right. Well. In, in, in William Carlson. <laughs> yeah. as a, is that, hey, Will, is that not William Carlson as a kid? Right there with that flow, looks like it, doesn't it? Yeah, <laughs> we're seeing, we're seeing, we're seeing. That is some serious good flow. What's your name? True. Nice. Awesome. That's some good flow right there. William Carlson Jr. with the with the beautiful flow. We're at uh, Finley North uh, VW having some fun. Uh, Will Carey is uh, about five feet away from us signing autographs, working his way through it, uh, and uh, jerseys and pictures and uh, paintings. And there's a, a Looks like uh, some kind of uh, painting that uh, somebody did. That, that's really cool. We're, we're seeing all kinds of some food out here, uh, a, a lot going on. And uh, you, you, Logan Thompson, mm-hmm. his post-game interviews, yeah. they become sort of must-hear, must-see TV. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're awesome. Um, again, Logan Thompson is a very confident guy, right? We, we all marvel. I've talked about how I, I look at that as being one of the best assets that he has beyond just his raw talent. It's just his self-belief in his ability. Now, Logan Thompson also consumes media. He consumes critiques out there of his game. And, and you know, former uh, Golden Knights analyst Mike McKenna uh, was, was critiquing Logan Thompson's game over the last couple of weeks in, in how he how his stance maybe leaves him susceptible to shots that are high shots that are going to be picking the corners. And so last night on the walk-off interview with Logan Thompson, Dan Duva asked Logan about his active glove hand and what's made it so successful, why he is so adept at picking pucks out of the air with his glove hand, and this was Logan's response. Oh, I mean, I don't know. I think, uh, you know, if you listen to McKenna's... uh, (laughs) You know, goalie scout on me. I think it's my low stance, so I gotta have a quick glove. So I think that uh, makes up for it, and uh, you know, take away the top of the net. So uh, that the laughter you heard was Darren Elliott, <laughs> who's also a goaltender, who also understands stance, who also understands uh, the noise that goes into uh, playing the position in the National Hockey League. I said to you right away, mm-hmm. and it, it happened. The next day, uh, but I said it on while while I was listening to Logan talk about uh, the the big bounce back game when when the goaltenders had struggled uh, coming off the Winnipeg game, and Logan said uh, it was for the win was for the whole goaltending department. Yeah, it was an impressive uh, statement, but he also added that uh, that that was uh, for all the uh, the goalie coaches in their mom's basement uh, giving tips, mm-hmm. and I was surprised. At, on the air right then i'm not this is not revisionist history i was surprised that he let us inside that window of how much he hears it's an obvious point of motivation for him yeah Uh, i wouldn't suggest that that necessarily everybody goes down that path because it can be consuming and it cannot uh be fun Mm-hmm. Uh, for for your mental health, for your confidence, everything. Uh, look what you deal with uh, on Twitter. It's one, no, you get into little back and forths and, there, and stuff. And there it's, are moments. It's, yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's, it's one reason why um, I don't do, uh, I post, but I, I won't get into the, to that kind of stuff. Yeah. Uh, it, it can be, it's detrimental at, at times. But, but Logan does 
channel it in a way that has benefited him here in the in the short term. Mm-hmm. And it's it's something that has become a bit of a storyline with Logan Thompson. Now, do, do you go come from Canadian University and make the National Hockey League in two and a half years without having a chip on your shoulder? Probably not. Right. So there's there's some some history there for him uh, with this method, but uh, I'll I'll be curious to see how much he uses that or or uh, offers that thread uh, going forward. I I think that every individual is different, right? Yeah. Like some some individuals, some competitors, when they hear critiques or criticisms, they are they're they're going to internalize it and they're going to have a a prove you wrong type of attitude and, and i think that when you kind of as, as you mentioned you're coming from canadian university you, you make the nhl you've kind of taken this path less traveled or or, or whatever for, for lack of a better phrase um you have to have at least an ability or or a feeling that you're going to be proving people wrong at every single stretch every single turn until you get to where you want to go now that logan thompson's gotten a taste how much is he going to be aware? How much is he going to let that fall by the wayside? And is he just a personality that lives to prove doubters wrong? Mm. Because like if Tom Barrasso was like, Barrasso was more bristly. Sure. Uh, more confrontational than Logan will Logan's, ever be. Logan's fun with it. Yeah. 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 But, uh, but same type of channeling that doubt or any type of you don't think i can do this yeah. tom barrasso went from high school to yeah. uh the national hockey league uh, so there's, there's different ways to, and different um road whether it's smooth bumpy whatever and, and logan does uh tongue-in-cheek have some fun mm-hmm. with it and i think the lack of abrasion probably serves him well right because mm-hmm. you you can kind of pass it off as a joke you can kind of have a little bit of fun with it it's, it's like hanging out with your a buddies. little bit but there's a message there sure in both statements i i agree with you 100 percent. and and as long as logan's out there backing it up and he has been and he's been great and he's been getting better and better um, I, I think that, that that is what lends to this kid having the swagger that he does. I think that's what makes Logan Thompson who he is. He does snap that puck down with, a, with that right hand, though. Yeah. Like, there's, it's not just catching a puck. No, no, no. No, there's, Every, there's whether, flair to it. Whether it's yeah. right at his body or yeah. whether he's doing a windmill save, there's some action on, on those, uh, those grabs. Hey, we got some kind of food out here at uh, Finley North yeah, BW. We are uh, having some fun, uh, mac and cheese, porta subs, uh, raisin canes, pizza, cookies, uh, loving it, uh, and uh, really enjoying getting a chance to hang out with Will Carrier, who's uh, right beside us signing autographs. Uh, he'll be here for the next uh, hour and a half, uh, not in the road trip with the team, uh, and it's unfortunate that he's here. But it's fortunate that he's here, uh, if you get what I mean. Uh, he'd much rather, uh, obviously, be helping his uh, teammates. But we'll hopefully we'll get to see Will uh, back on the ice uh, soon. But the the Vegas Golden Knights coming off a three nothing shutout of the Seattle Kraken. They'll face the Kraken tomorrow. Uh, again, we also have some tickets to give away, right? We don't. Uh, well, yeah, we uh, we are doing a sign up here at uh, Finley North Volkswagen. If you're down here, if you're in. The building. Put your name in the hopper. We've got pure Aloha yeah. tickets for the opener uh, on Thursday, next Thursday, obviously. So pure Aloha. Get down here. We've got tickets. We're giving them away. Just just put your name in the hopper, uh, and we will uh, pick some winners. 
Uh, awesome stuff. Uh, one-timers, news and notes from around the National Hockey League uh, coming up. Uh, the game rating brought to you by Nova Home Loans. Uh, stay with us. So we are live at Finley North BW in Fox Sports Las Vegas. Maybe a two-on-one. Petrangelo gets it. He shoots. He scores. It's time for one-timers. One-timers. Short-handed goal. Alex Petrangelo. Quick looks at some of the biggest stories of the day on the VGK Insiders Show. We are live at Finley North VW, largest uh, VW dealership in the state. Yeah, that's we're right here, uh, making cool it happen. Uh, north end of uh, Las Vegas, uh, lots of food here. Ray's making it happen. Our good friend from Lotus Broadcasting. Look at that. He's just like, he's just showing off right now. That's what he's doing. He's showing off with all the food. Yeah. Mac and cheese, fries, subs, cookies, everything. It's uh, all the it's awesome. Yeah, uh, all of it. Uh, General Manager Scott's uh, Scott's making security. He's, he's making sure that nobody gets out of line. This is good. And Will's just doing his thing. Yeah, Will's, Will's just writing. You're actively avoiding the question that everybody Will, wants Will's to know. Will's just writing. I've never seen a guy have more fun signing autographs than Will Carrier. That's that's a he's true right statement. Yeah, no. yeah, he's like perma smile over there. It's good that you're avoiding the question. Though. Yeah, I've got to find out whether he likes spicy food. Uh, yeah. Here's a news and notes brought to you by Paul Powell. Paul Powell Law, more lawyer, less fee. Uh, Clayton Keller out for the season, uh, and this this was just nasty. Yeah, uh, last night, but the Arizona Coyotes uh, forward uh, it was uh, taken off the game in a stretcher last night uh, with a broken leg sustained in the third period against the San Jose Sharks. Uh, the Coyotes said that uh, he had surgery, expected to make a full recovery in four to six months. And uh, here's the best part: he, he tweeted out that he, he's going to be okay. Yeah. It was a nasty situation, uh, not great. He's done for the season, but uh, just uh, he's he's going to be back uh, next season. And he just wanted to thank his teammates and his fans and the medical personnel for the love and support. He's resting comfortably in the hospital. He's in good spirits. He'll be back better than ever at day one of next season. But uh, the speed of the game. It's uh, it can get uh, nasty at times. And you realize uh, how dangerous uh, it is. We, I mean, we saw that last week with with Brett Howden, right? Yeah, I mean, it's it's you know unfortunate that you're you're talking about two week uh, a week's time and and two incidents where you've got to have players uh, taken off the ice on a stretcher. But as far as the the Clayton Keller injury, it, it was gnarly. It was nasty, and the the best part about what Clayton was able to tweet out was that he expects himself ready to go for game one next year and, and that you know is is a positive outcome from what looked like a very very dangerous dangerous situation uh, Connor McDavid reached the century point last night uh-huh and people all of a sudden started talking about him for MVP oh jeez they did ridiculous I, I know I, th- I thought it was so uh, ridiculous it was Good timing because we'd had the conversation yesterday. <laughs> you had the conversation knowing he was two points away from 100. I didn't. Like, well, I just I just wanted to update it. Uh, yeah. Uh, and and I mean, Matthews listen, and, and Drysaddle are going back and forth, but uh, but as soon as you hit that mark, there's such psychologically such yeah. a big difference between yeah. 98 and and 100 that it seems to to go beyond two points. Um. Yeah, you're absolutely right. Uh, I listen. I don't like. I'm not going to sit here and say that. Connor McDavid isn't going to be in the conversation. I just, I'm just saying that he's not the most valuable player this year. That's all. And and I, I don't care if he's got 100 points. I don't care if he's got 120 points. I understand points rule the day. I understand that's where most voters are going when they look at the Hart Trophy. I get all that. But if you have the word value in the actual definition of the award, lean into that. I'm sorry. It's, it's most valuable player. 
to your team. It's not most valuable player in the league. It's not most marketable player. It's not best player generally. It is most valuable player to your team. And frankly, right now, I don't believe that that's Connor McDavid. Yeah, it's uh, it'll be a great debate. And I'm intrigued to see how the voting ends up when the voting is made public after the awards. Are, are you in the Create a Best Player Award that isn't voted uh, on I by just, other players? I just think you should... I think you should change the narrative of the award from get rid of this whole most valuable player to his team. Just change the word to most valuable player. It, it, it just seems it to... It means the same narr- thing. That narrative just... No, there's you can have best player and, no, no, and no, not no. most valuable player to his team. But you're you're saying if you leave it most valuable player, like Connor McDavid doesn't play for 32 franchises, he plays for one. Yeah. So but it's always the, going to be most valuable player to your team. That's very much nitpicking. It's Nathan McKinnon's back. What? Nathan McKinnon is back. And no, 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 we not were, that. We were worried about whether or not uh, he was going to be out long term after his fight with Matt Dumba. Uh-huh. But uh, Nathan McKinnon is uh, going back into the Colorado lineup after another absence. He's well, been in and out, in and out, in and out for two years, it feels like. You know what's funny about Nathan McKinnon? And, and we had the conversation yesterday about Sidney Crosby. Um, from a games played in points perspective, Crosby and McKinnon are right right there. Mm-hmm. Like It's very, very similar. Uh, so it kind of highlights how good of a season Sidney Crosby's had, right? And it gives you an idea of how dominant Nathan McKinnon's been when he's been in the lineup, but how little he's been in the lineup this season. Yeah. Crosby, based on points per game, should be in the running for best player. And I would make the argument that... Sidney Crosby and what he was able to do early on this season is probably more valuable to the Pittsburgh Penguins than anything Connor McDavid's done this year. Uh, uh, did you guys see the shootout winner by Blake Wheeler against Craig Anderson last night? Uh, you mean the one where he halted all of his forward momentum? Yeah, I saw that one. Good on Craig Anderson to file a verbal protest right away. Yeah. Uh, to the official. It counted. Shouldn't have. And it will continue to count. No, Nobody's going to whistle that down. There's been others that I thought where it looked like they reversed their uh, forward progress, mm-hmm. which is uh, forward progress, is uh, one of those ones uh, that, uh, that everybody cites during one of these drills. So basically, Blake Wheeler came in uh, right down the middle between the hash marks on Craig Anderson, came to a complete or looked like uh, a standstill yeah and stick handled and then scored mm-hmm. and look you're, the the spirit of the shootout was to be sort of what you would do normally on a breakaway mm-hmm. well that's not going to happen not in a shootout no if nobody's chasing you you're never going in and right like now if, if that was the case if you're going to avoid all shootout attempts for not using the spirit of what you would do in a breakaway, the 99% of the shootout attempts would be voided uh-huh. <laughs> because yeah. you don't go way wide and right. come in and all those kind of things. Right. But last night, uh, that was that was one uh, that kind of cropped up some, some memories from a few years ago where it certainly looked like the player came to a complete stop, and that shouldn't be allowed. Patrick Kane's uh, really good at that stuff too, coming in and just doing the big stick handle. And 
barely moving forward. But Kane's way smoother at doing that than Blake than Blake Wheeler was last night. Uh, listen, here's the deal. I I don't really care. Just kind of take that rule out of the out of the equation, right? Like as much as you want to argue getting value out of the MVP award, um, I would argue if you're going to treat the shootout in any way, um, you should treat it like you do at the All-Star game. Do whatever you want. Be crazy. Yeah. Have some fun. Uh, because it, it's it's a skills competition that you're using to decide a standings point. At that point, throw rules out the window. Uh, I'm with you. I don't think I've ever witnessed a shootout attempt and void it because <laughs> of a violation. Uh, it may have happened. Yeah. But I'll look into that to see see whether it's actually occurred. I'll talk to uh, uh, the hockey operations department yeah. and the situation room with the National Hockey League. Now, there's been a lot where I thought, that can't count. Yeah. Or that, or the the, the spinorama, like that's forward progress. They've yeah. broken that down before, and does the even though the puck goes backwards, the feet were still moving forward. So it was a it was a legal attempt. Last night was right on the edge. I wasn't shocked at all that it counted, mm -hmm. because until somebody's going to wave it off, yeah, and take it away, what's there to stop these players from from doing? And it was a heck of a display of stick handling by Blake Wheeler to get that extra point for the for the Winnipeg Jets in a pretty desperate situation. And he had to come to essentially a complete stop to do it. Do you think he really did stop, or did he just slow down to the? I I just he's not like the smoothest skater in that situation, so it, it felt herky jerky to yeah. me. Like if Jack Eichel does that same thing, I don't think we're even talking about it because it's just much smoother. And the, the illusion is that he didn't come to a stop. Jack Eichel floats. Right. Like just glides around. Uh, Aaron Ekblad progressing from a lower body injury for the Florida Panthers. Could be back sooner than later. Uh, chat with uh, Andrew Burnett this week on the Chirp Podcast. He's a cool guy. Yeah. Interim head coach of the Florida Panthers. Mm -hmm. He actually told me he was considering or had considered going to junior, going to... Uh, uh, major junior college, the minors, uh, the American Hockey League, and running his own bench, then coming back and, and showing everybody that he was ready to be a head coach in the National Hockey League. Interesting. And then this this happened yeah. uh, out of the blue with uh, with Joel Quenville uh, being uh, suspended and sidelined with the Florida Panthers. And here's one other one. Two facts about Andrew Burnett, coach of the Florida Panthers. The last goal ever scored on Patrick Waugh was by Andrew Burnett. Yep. In a playoff series in overtime by the Minnesota Wild. Yep. And number two, he scored the first ever goal for the Nashville Predators. Hmm. I said, did you ever get to dine out on that? Yeah. Like on, on Lower Broadway? Yeah. And uh, like some favors coming your way? He said he was on Lower Broadway enough that, uh, <laughs> that uh, there was just a mutual <laughs> understanding uh, with that. So. Nice. Uh, cool, cool conversation with, uh, and then uh, my buddy uh, John Shannon, who you uh, get to uh, hang out with every now and then and, and poke fun at me. Uh, he's also on the, on the podcast. Those are your uh, one timers brought to you by Paul Powell, Paul Powell Law. More lawyer, less fee. Will Carrier continues to do his thing over here. Listen to that. It's just nonstop laughter and good times. Yeah. Yeah. Like, that's how I, I want to be that guy. It's just fun over there. You can be. Instead of being the curmudgeon with you having a great time. Jed doesn't think so. He's, like, he's just over there. What, what was that? He just, he's mumbling over You're there. You're just mad because I'm talking about value. 
Finley North VW. Uh, we are at uh, the dealership right here inside this spacious, cool uh, showroom. Stop on by, and uh, Will's going to be here for another hour and a little bit uh, signing autographs as the Vegas Golden Knights come off a 3-0 victory of the Seattle Kraken. Uh, we'll look ahead uh, a little bit to tomorrow and catching up with Chapman next on Fox Sports Las Vegas. When the guy wouldn't stop talking, we had no choice but to give him his own segment. It's time for Catching Up with Chapman. Oh, Christopher. Hi, Darren. Well, today is March the 31st, and March 31st is a very significant date. In- oh, I know. I know. It's the last day of the month. Yes. Congratulations on that. Okay. But it's also a very significant day in Golden Knights history. Why, you ask? Well, because on March 31st, 2018, at T-Mobile Arena, William Carlson scored his between-the-legs goal on Martin Jones, and that goal won the Golden Knights, the Pacific Division, in their very first year of existence. So, March 31st, a very, very significant day in team history, a significant day for William Carlson, who also had an assist in that game. Oscar Lindbergh scored for the Golden Knights in that one as well. And uh, they win that game 3-2. to two. They later played the Sharks in the playoffs that year and eliminated them in six to s- establish their dominance over the team from San Jose. And a uh, very, very fun atmosphere. I remember that game pretty well because uh, it, was, it was a big celebration. And I believe it was the last home game of the season as well. And they... Gave shirts, they gave their jerseys away at the end of the game. They called it shirts off the back. I'm not allowed to make fun of you for a couple of days. That all sounds accurate. It all sounds like he just read Wikipedia. No, oh, no, he was there. I was there. I was there with him. Still, yeah, sounds like he just right read next Wikipedia. I was sitting right next to him. The guy doesn't remember what we talked about an no, hour no, 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 one. No. I'm, I'm going to stick up for Chapman because you intentionally had an opportunity to ask a question of Will Carrier that everybody wanted to know, and you didn't do it. So Yeah, you won't busy. do it. Yeah, I, I no, think he knows. I think, I think you lose the bet by default. I think he knows. I think that's why you won't ask him. I don't know, and you don't know. And the well, there's only one way to find the out. Debate continues. <laughs> Stay tuned next week uh-huh. for more from Finley North VW. What a cool place. Yeah, it's awesome. It's awesome. If, if you're if you're in the market for a VW, get down here. Seriously. The amount of food. Like, he's going to be here for another hour. Yeah. We're done. But he's going to be here for another hour. Come on by. Ask him if you like spicy food. Outstanding. Uh, tomorrow we'll set things up for you. Game two against Seattle this week. Four to six. And then the pregame show at six at Fox Sports Las Vegas.